0: Welcome back to another edition of the Paycast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Florida Everblades defenseman Jordan Sandbrook. Jordan, welcome to the Paycast. Thank you again for coming on.
1: Thanks very much for having me.
0: What have you been doing outside of hockey? You know, because like a lot of hockey players, they really go to hockey. You know, like during the uh, you know OHL season, it's you know 64 games. You know, NHL, it's 82, and really, there's no downtime other than just doing hockey 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 so what are you up to besides that um
1: I know the big thing for me is I like to golf a lot I'm a pretty big golfer a lot with you know whether it be in the season like I said down in Florida or back here with my buddies um that's probably one of the biggest things I try and get out as much as I can during the week and everything like that so you know just trying to stay active I like to play tennis too just trying to do some other sports kind of when when it's my downtime so
0: so you find as though that, you know, taking a break from hockey in the off season is quite important for yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, you know, the training aspect and, and skating and all that stuff, staying in shape for the season is, you know, extremely important that I keep up with on a day to day basis. But um, but yeah, I, for sure, kind of like when you're just at home doing nothing, you know, just text, text my buddies and say, hey, what are you up to? And I'll play some golf or something, some, do something like that. So um so yeah I'd say it's definitely important
0: growing up in Markham and that was the same place that everyone knows Steven Stamkos grew up in who was your favorite player growing up
1: um growing up I guess being a Leafs fan uh probably Matt Sundin was probably the biggest one I kind of liked obviously I'm a defenseman he was a forward but um but he was just kind of like an icon kind of with the Leafs so um definitely him for sure and obviously all the Markham guys that play, you know, Michael Delzato, Stamkos, obviously they're and the, I met them a few times actually. So it's kind of cool, but they're obviously someone I look up to as well.
0: How did you end up choosing your number, number six for the Florida Everblades? Um, so
1: actually in minor hockey, it was number nine for a while. Um, That's always kind of a number I liked. And then I went to junior and they already had a number nine. So I was like, let's just flip it upside down, kind of thing, make this six. Um, and then sits was taken at Brock as well, or it might've been retired or something. So I switched to 55 at Brock, but then once I found out when I went to Florida, that number sits was open and I said, you know, might as well take it instead for my junior number.
0: Number 55 is quite the odd, you know, I guess jump from going, you know, nine to six, then to 55.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty weird job Actually, <laughs> The thing was, the thing was there. It was only, uh, like they only have a certain, like. Like, they had the pre-made jerseys kind of thing, I guess. So, there was only, like, a certain selection of numbers. So, I was like, whatever. There wasn't no, like, numbers that really appealed to me. So, I just said, I know, 55.
0: Just throw a random dart at a board and give me that jersey.
1: Basically, yeah. pick Just point at whatever one you want and then <laughs> pick that one.
0: Well, going through your career here, you know, you played in the GTHL for the Toronto Nationals back in 2014 and totaled 24 points in 32 games. What did you learn from playing with the Toronto Nationals?
1: Uh, yeah, that was that was probably, honestly, one of my biggest years um, development-wise because that was the year after I got drafted to Erie. And then I didn't make a junior A team, so I went and played major midget there. Um, and honestly, it was, like, a huge, like, like I said, development year, like it was so like, it was just a good year for me in terms of having fun, you know, developing my skills. Uh, We went all the way and won the TELUS Cup. So we had a really good team there. And um, our coach that year, Brett Punchard was very like hard on us, but like a good like players coach as well. So I think him pushing me to be better was, you know a huge thing for my development.
0: And what is your definition of a player's coach? Because I know a lot of people have different, you know, you know definitions and how they define it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say for me, it's a coach that pushes everyone to be better and is always has like a positive attitude. Um, I think that just like brings the team morale up, and when when the team morale is up and everyone's happy, it's excited to come to the rank and excited to play. Um, I think it just helps the team, you know play better and end up winning some games.
0: Speaking on that telescope uh, point that you made there, what was so memorable about that run for you?
1: Yeah, that was, it was kind of crazy. You know, the last year of minor hockey and uh, knowing that the telescope was like within reach for us. um, I I think our team was just so well, like gelled together. It was just like, we didn't really have any standout guys that, you know, would put up a hundred points, but Everyone, you know, play their roles and uh, just we went into every game almost like having the mindset that we were going to win this game. So um, just making it through the playoffs, winning the GTHL, the winning OHFs, and going to the uh, to the finals there of the telescope. It was, I think we were the third seed, I think, going to the like playoff round of the telescope. So we maybe weren't expected to win, but like I said, just the team attitude we had, it ended up propelling us to the victory. <laughs>
0: When did you realize that you could have a future in hockey? Um, I
1: think it was honestly probably during my first OHL season. Um, obviously, making the OHL was a huge accomplishment for me and something that I'm very honored and proud of. But um, kind of like when that first season came along, I was talking to like NHL scouts and my whole like, oh my oh my gosh, this is like this is real kind of thing. And um, it was just. I was just super happy to be even in those discussions with the NHL team. So I think it was probably around then.
0: Well, during, uh, you know, the playoffs with the Toronto Nationals, you got six points in 11 games. And although it's, you know, U18, did that team teach you how hard it is to win in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, like I said, we, we were a really good team in the regular season. I think we finished first or second. I think we were first in the regular season, but um even like you see at any level now, it doesn't really matter what, what place anyone's in going into the playoffs it, uh you know, show up every game and make sure you bring your A game to to be able to win.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you just look at the Montreal Canadiens this past playoffs. I mean, who would have thought they would have made the Stanley Cup finals after being 3-1 down to the Leafs?
1: I know. That was crazy. That that was uh, a very intense series, that's for sure. But uh, no, Montreal was a they played, I think it was, it almost like reminded me of the Nats team, honestly. They were, you know, just played so well together as a team and obviously having Terry Price helps out quite a bit, but they were, uh, they had a good run there.
0: Always having that brick wall in net is something nice to fall on or, you know, uh, fall back on, I should say.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the goalie is always the last line of defense. So when he's uh, stopping the pots, it makes our game easier
0: even though you, you know, you had a short stint with the Aurora Tigers of the OJHL, you know, you didn't register any points, but with those seven games, did that kind of help you, uh, you know, with your development?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would go and practice with Aurora like once or twice a week when I could. Um, so like just kind of being around those guys and there were some of them that played in the OHL that went down in junior A. So learning from some of those guys, there's a few of them that kind of like took me under their wing a little bit there and just trying to introduce me to the junior level. And um, I thought it was a great experience for me just trying to gain that junior hockey taste and uh, just being able to play that step up and practice with them every week. I think it helped help my development as well.
0: Speaking of the OHO draft, like you mentioned earlier, you were taking in the 10th round, but how did you set yourself up for making the team out of training camp?
1: Yeah. So um, like I said, I didn't make it my first year. Then I wanted to play for the Nats, but uh, that summer, was like a really big summer for me. I really wanted to obviously make the team. And um, I spent a whole lot of time in the gym, you know, doing a whole bunch of different workouts and doing all the runs and states and everything. Um, I just really wanted to, you know, have that good mindset going in that you know, I was going to make this team, I'm good enough to make this team and uh, I've trained hard enough to, to make this team. So uh, I think it was all my mindset and I'd say a really good summer going into it and was uh, really fortunate to make it.
0: When you heard that you were getting drafted to the Erie Otters, did you realize that team had Memorial Cup aspirations?
1: Uh, maybe not right at first, but I think I quickly did realize it. Um, obviously, with, with the players that have come through the Otters program, with, with David Strom, Debrinket, all, all these guys, um, it was just as soon as I kind of did did a little bit more research on the team and everything talked to all the management, I was like, wow, like, what a special place that I today drafted to and everything like that. So um my obviously maybe that gave me a, even more, even more uh inspiration to make the team. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty special.
0: Well, during your first season as an otter, you registered 27 points in 67 games. What came easy to you during your rookie season?
1: Um, I think they just gave me the opportunity to play. Um, you know, going in there, I didn't know exactly if I was as a rookie, you never kind of know if you're gonna, you know, play every night or you know, what the situation will be. But I think I I played every game but one. Um, So I was given a huge opportunity to play. And um, I think I had a really good start I think I had like eight points my first 12 games or something. So, you know, I think that kind of boosted my confidence and playing with guys like Dermot on the back end and everything like that, that kind of helped me transfer into the lead and everything. So um, I think I just, yeah, I had a really good start and it all kind of fell into place after that.
0: You speak about confidence, but how do you make sure that your confidence doesn't get too high and like you kind of stay middle ground?
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, being a rookie, it's kind of hard to balance that. But um, I think just like with the guys that we had, like I said I've had some played on some very special teams and some really good guys on the team and the veterans kind of, you know, made sure we kept working hard. And I think that kind of helped my confidence stay like flat or not, not too high, not too low kind of thing. So, um, I, I did, I give all the credit to the, to the guys on the team for that one.
0: And during the playoffs, during your, you know, in your rookie season, the ice is a lot tighter than it is during the regular season. How did you adjust your game to that?
1: Um, I just try to try to do whatever I could to help the team. Obviously, you know, maybe ice was a little bit less in, in the playoffs and whatnot, but, um you know whatever I did out there I just tried to do it my all and just do something that would make a positive impact for the team
0: in that playoff run you guys beat Saginaw in four then beat the Sioux in five and unfortunately got swept by London which was a powerhouse at the time uh but you did go on to play one playoff OT game what's it like playing overtime in the playoffs
1: yeah that's it Started honestly one of the most intense feelings for sure um I know my second year, we played a lot of overtime games, but especially my first one there, I was <laughs> kind of super nervous, but um, but they're so fun to play, and the fans get so into it, and it's just an amazing atmosphere.
0: What is the story of your first OHL goal? Um, yeah, so I think I
1: got it pretty quickly, actually, which I'm pretty fortunate about. Um, it kind of came off the wall, if I can remember. I think it was it would have been Bats or I who it was who passed up to me. And then I, or maybe it was Fergus that passed across actually, but uh, he passed across and I just kind of floated a wrister in and I, I think there was a couple of screens in front. So i was you to to find a way through on that one.
0: The puck had eyes as they all say.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really what it was for that one.
0: Well, you know, in the summer you were fortunate enough to get drafted by the Detroit Red Wings in the fifth round. What was that moment like for you?
1: Yeah, that was honestly one of the most amazing moments of my life, that's for sure. Um, I went to the combine kind of a month before that or whatever. Um, so that was even like a I think they only invited like 110 people or something. So uh, being there and kind of getting to talk to the teams and kind of show what I showed I got in terms of the fitness testing and, and how my personality is and whatnot um, kind of led me into the draft and um I didn't didn't really know where I was going or if I was in pit or whatnot but it was in Buffalo so much of my family went down pretty close by here and um it was yeah just an amazing moment when I heard my uh heard my name to pitch I honestly like I didn't even know what team it was I had to look up at the board to <laughs> to see, that's actually the best because I was so nervous sitting there so I had to look up the board I was like, what team was that and then um obviously I yeah, Detroit and I was super honored and obviously with the history they got it's Wow, like what a, what a organization to Pit by.
0: Well, you also got, you know, you were all you were must have been so honored to be one of the 110 or one of the 120 prospects to be invited to the combine.
1: Yeah, that was huge. Um, I remember my agent giving me a call or a text, um, just saying, like, sending me the invite, like, congratulations, like I'm making it all this stuff. And um obviously you kind of see the rankings throughout the year and you know, I didn't I didn't know exactly how many prospects were getting invited to the combine or whatnot but yeah when I heard it heard got invited to that I was pretty honored that's for sure.
0: Now I've done a lot of prospect interviews before and you know I don't really typically ask them the question but do you ever take a look at the rankings during the season or no?
1: Um, Honestly yeah it's hard not to yeah. <laughs> I think um, whenever they come out with like the central starting rankings and Um, even like the guys will talk about in the room kind of thing and kind of like just joke around kind of about it. But, uh, but yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to honestly, to, to see what, (laughs) where everyone is and what all that. So,
0: and it, does it almost add more fuel to the fire if you're ranked lower than what you expect to be?
1: Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wasn't too focused really on, on where I was ranked. Um, I would just trying to focus on playing my game and all that, but, um, but I said, at that point, I was honestly just super honored to be, you know, in that conversation. Um, I just wanted to keep playing well.
0: Were you ever nervous shaking the Red Wings GM's hand once they uh, gave you the jersey and everything? A little bit,
1: yeah. I, <laughs> I met with them a couple a couple times uh, before the draft. I met with them at the Combine a few times during the year. So, like I said, I didn't really know what team was kind of like interested in me going into the draft, but... Yeah, once I got drafted and went down there and kind of shook everyone's hand, I was just like, wow, like thank you so much, kind of thing and all that stuff. So just Ken Holland was the was the GM there at the time. So uh so yeah, I was just like I said, super honored and so thankful.
0: Well, in the 2016-17 season, which was your second year as an Erie Otter, uh, you got 40 points in 61 games. That was good enough for second on the team in defensive scoring. But, you know, the team around you, guys that had, you know, Darren Radish, Anthony Sorelli, Eric Chernak, Dylan Strom, what's it like being with that group of players?
1: Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Honestly, I could go on probably argue with anyone that that may have been, honestly, one of the best major junior teams ever. To You know that the London team was pretty good and there's been some good teams over the years, but those players that we had on that team were, you know, unbelievable and uh, it was just awesome to learn from them every day and be around them. They're all great guys, great teammates and obviously great players. So um, I think just, you know, being around them and seeing them like how are they practice and all that stuff really helped me develop my game.
0: It must be cool for you, you know, with playing alongside of Anthony Sorelli and Eric Chernak, because now they're, st- they're two-time Stanley Cup champions.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I, I texted them after they won last year and this year as well. So me and Chernak were deep partners in Erie. So, um So, yeah, I messaged him the other day and said congrats and everything. So that's awesome to see him winning that.
0: Well, with all your, you know, playoff experience, what's it like on game day for you?
1: Um. It's honestly, I like to keep it pretty relaxed on game day. Um, for me, like when I did too too tense, too serious, that's kind of when I kind of did my own head and everything. So I keep it relaxed. I usually try and get there two hours before the game and then uh, take my stats, play some sewer ball with the, with the guys and do my warm up routine beforehand. So not nothing too crazy for me. Just keep it chill, keep it relaxed and just try to focus on myself.
0: How do you make sure that the nerves don't get to you during playoff game day? Um,
1: I just, like I said, I just try and take it as any other game. Um, like I said, just go through my, my typical routines for the game. And uh, obviously playoffs are super intense and super high energy, but uh, I feel like after the first shift or after warm-ups even, you kind of get that, just kind of like playing hockey and just another game.
0: Well, during that playoff run, you know, you guys matched up against London in the second round. Do you guys kind of have a, you know, rivalry with them?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's probably one of the biggest rivalries, at least in my opinion, the OHL. Um, You know, we played each other so many times throughout the year and so many times in the playoffs throughout the years. So um, that was one of the best series that I played in for sure, doing seven games there and uh, Fogo won in overtime for us. So uh yeah it's, it is a huge robbery. I know the fans get super into it so
0: well I want to ask a perspective question here because you know we saw this you know this year with Montreal sweeping and then they you know win in seven what you guys essentially did you know in the first round you guys beat the sting in four and you know then you beat uh, London in seven but is it better to sweep a team or to kind of win in games five six and seven to keep the momentum rolling
1: um I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like, um, me personally, I, th- I think sweeping would probably be better. Um, just that way, you know, you did a little bit of rest, you get a lot of injuries kind of in the playoffs too, or little, you know, nits and pains and what and whatnot. But, um, I'd prefer a sweep over over a longer series. I know a longer series just kind of gets intense, and it's probably better for the for the fans. But when, when you're able to sweep and kind of get that rest for the next round, I think that's preferred.
0: Just get rid of the other team. We don't want to face <laughs> them anymore.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah, you play you play them every other day. So <laughs> just get rid of them and then move on to the next
0: round. What was the feeling in the locker room once you guys beat Windsor during that same playoff run?
1: Um it was pretty, pretty crazy. Honestly, it was uh, just a huge kind of confidence boost, I think for us. And um, yeah, it was just, you know, I think we were all super excited and just, you know, ready, ready for the next challenge.
0: You guys won the, you know, OHL cup there. I, but how much time was devoted to celebrating and, or, you know, comparing that to preparing for the Memorial cup?
1: Honestly, not too much, really. Uh, We probably celebrated for one or two days and then, got uh, right back at it and practicing and, you know, obviously winning the OHL Cup or the OHL championship is a huge uh, accomplishment for us and for any team, but, you know, the Memorial Cup is the, the one you want to win at the end of the year. So uh, we were really focused on, on trying to get ready for that.
0: In that Memorial Cup tournament, you know, Windsor was the host team, but could you did you get a sense that they would come out fired up since they've been off for so long and they are playing in front of their home crowd?
1: Yeah, I I didn't know how it was going to be for them. I, obviously, I, I assumed they were going to come out firing, but, um, you know, when you're off for that long, it's, it, you kind of, I wouldn't say lose, but you, you don't get that game feel for so long. So um, I didn't know if it was going to take them maybe a game or two to kind of get into things, but they were rolling right from the start. And um, obviously, I think their their home fans probably helped out for a bit.
0: And I think with this pandemic, you know, what we realize is that home crowd advantage is actually somewhat of an advantage, you know, as we see with the NBA or NHL hosting, you know, crowdless events, it really, you know, sucks out that momentum you can get with the fans.
1: For sure. Like, honestly, from personal experience, yeah. Like when, when your own fans tend into it or, you know, cheery for you or giving it to the other team, it's gives us kind of that extra boost of energy to really, you know, play better and try and get some, get some goals and obtain the win.
0: You unfortunately didn't, you know, get this same success that you did in the OHL finals, but what do you take away from that run to the Memorial Cup?
1: Yeah, that was that was awesome, honestly, for me to play against, you know, we don't, we don't get to play those other uh, CHL teams at all, unless it's the Memorial Cup, so um, playing guys in that tournament that are, you know, like Barzal or other, Shabbat, other guys that are NHL stars now is just, you know, just like I said, he talked about my development, but against these top guys, it, it really did help and really did help, uh, you know, my, my confidence and my, my game kind of solid to the next level.
0: Did they almost hit you with like a wow factor that you're going up against, you know, Barzell and Shabbat?
1: Yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, cool to think about it then. And, um, uh, me and Chernock were, uh, like kind of like the shutdown pair on, on the otter. So we were going up against these guys at like every shift. So, um, when you get a job kind of asked of you to shut down these first round NHL pits, it's, it's a, for me, it's a huge motivator. And, you know, I think it just helps my, my team itself.
0: What is it like being known as a shutdown pair?
1: Um, I think it's, uh, for me, I, I like it, uh, you know, maybe we're other, I hope the other players don't like playing against us, but, but uh, being known as that, it was, you know, something I really took pride in and really wanted to, you know, make sure whenever we were on that, that they didn't score. So
0: in the 2017, 18 season, you know, you played 38 games for Erie and scored 24 points, but then, or sorry, uh, how yeah. Okay. My question here got messed up. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that, but how relieving uh, is it to be consistent on the score sheet for yourself?
1: Uh, For me, it's pretty, pretty relieving. Honestly, I'm a pretty, uh, a pretty streaky player, I'd say um, I'd be getting like a lot of, I don't get yeah, like a lot of points in a, in a small timeframe. And then I might go a couple of games without one. So, um, honestly what, what matters to me the most is the win at the end of the game. But, um, but you know, when I can contribute, that always is a bonus.
0: It must also help with your confidence a lot.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it's a really big confidence booster for me when I can, you know, help out on the score sheet and all that stuff. So, uh, I, I I'm sure that's probably the way it is for most players, but, uh, yeah, when I help out, it definitely helps.
0: You got traded to the Sioux uh, in that same season. How did you hear about the trade?
1: Yeah, so it was honestly a <laughs> will go to the story. It's kind of a crazy story. But uh, we were, so I was with Erie. We were in Saginaw and Flint playing them uh, Friday, Saturday, I think it was. Um, so we were in Saginaw for the first game on Friday night. And then I was walking like into the game, like to go to the dressing room. And then my coach pulled me aside and was like, hey, like you're not gonna play tonight. Like we got a trade for you. So I'm like, okay. So I'm I got to trade. I knew what I trade before the game. I'm still with the the otters. So at this point it's like a little awkward, like like I'm like, I'm technically not on this team anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like all right, like you know, you're you're kind of like with the guys in the dressing room, you know, getting they're getting fired up for the game. You're like, all right, so like where, you know, where am I going to? When am I leaving? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so I stayed with the team the whole time. So, we drove back after the Saturday night's game in Flint. So, we drove back at home at like 3 a.m. And Kyle Raftus and the management up in the Sioux wanted me to play on Sunday in Guelph for the Sioux. So, it's like a three and a half hour drive or so up there from Erie. And then, so I got home at 3 a.m. from Flint and I woke up at 6 a.m. to so the name was at 2 to drive up to Guelph to play for the Sioux. And then I, after the game, I drove back to Erie to all my stuff, drove home, and then flew up to the Sioux the following day. So it was a crazy couple of days, but.
0: Talk about travel distance.
1: <laughs> I know. Put some miles in the car there, but. <laughs>
0: How many coffees did you drink pre-game? That's my question.
1: Honestly, none. I'm not a coffee drinker, so so I don't have any coffee. I probably just took a couple of of IOS or something. Yeah, really? I'm a big smelling
0: salts guy though. Like, like, it depends, like with your situation, like, you know, how you have to, you basically got to sleep for two and a half hours before waking up at six or, you know, depending on that. But I'm, you know, I would have taken a lot of smelling salts during that day.
1: Yeah. I'm, it's a hit or miss for me on the, on the smelling it also depend on the team. Some teams didn't have them. um, So I only just take them sometimes right before the game when, you know, you kind of see all the guys take them. But but honestly, none for me until I got to the range.
0: Well, since, you know, with that whole travel, did you kind of find it hard fitting in with the sue at first?
1: Um, a little bit maybe, but I I did know a few guys on the team. So I think that helped out. But uh, especially when I like drove up there by myself, I think that kind of made it like a little bit more awkward, like not being on the bus with the guys and everything like. Kind of like I had to go park like downtown, carrying my bag, like into the rain kind of thing. But I'm uh, not used to this. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's it was a little weird, but I think I adjusted pretty quick.
0: In your time with, you know, the Sioux Greyhounds, you did accomplish, uh, you know, a personal achievement, you know, notching your 100th career OHL point. What does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, that was huge. Um, definitely a proud moment for myself. And I think it was in Saginaw that I got it. But um, but yeah, it was you know a huge accomplishment for myself, and um, I think it was an assist that one. I, I can't remember who scored, but but uh, but yeah, huge accomplishment for myself and just someone that I'm very proud of.
0: You made the playoffs with uh, you know the Sioux, but it, it seems as though that you personally always match up against Saginaw and always find success there. Do you kind of find that funny in a way?
1: A little bit, yeah. Because we play being the Sioux, Saginaw is like probably our closest team, maybe Sudbury. They're about three and a half hours, four hours each, but uh, we played them like eight times in the season. So we see them quite a bit. And then, yeah, we end up playing them in the playoffs. So we end up, I mean, we play them in the uh, exhibition too, I think. So we end up playing them like 15 times a year or something. But, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's pretty crazy that we get to play them that
0: much. How do you game plan against the team that, you know, you face so often?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's easier personally. Uh, you kind of know how how they play, and you know what players they got, and all that. We still go through all of our power play penalty, kill, all that sort of stuff before the game. But but uh, I I like playing them a lot, and in, in terms of the like knowing them and knowing how they or knowing what they do.
0: How did you bring experience to the locker room during that playoff run?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I tried to just kind of like tell everyone kind of how our. Because me and Radish both went up there, so we kind of uh, tried to tell everyone how you know exciting winning the NHL was, and how like how much fun it is, and how much you know just the just the atmosphere throughout the playoffs is just awesome, and just yeah, I would just try and bring that bring that aspect to the to the locker room, and you know, kind of tell everyone that you know this is Playhouse here is the you know best time of the best time of the year, and all that stuff. So.
0: You had the chance to play in the Canada versus Russia Super Series. I mean, that's a huge you know, accomplishment or an achievement for yourself. What was that experience like?
1: Yeah, that was awesome. That was honestly probably one of my you know top memories in the OHL, that's for sure. Um, I ended up playing in three of the games. One in my second year, I think two in my third year there. But uh, but yeah, being being picked for that and just a huge honor. And yeah, playing played against you know so, Top players in in Russia and top players in our league. It was, you know, an awesome name to be a part of, and I think definitely a, a did showcase for myself.
0: You set out, or during your final season, I should say. You know, you accomplished personal, uh, you know, career highs there. You had 49 points in 67 games. What does it feel like to you know accomplish personal goals that you may have set out for yourself?
1: Yeah, it was, it was you know awesome for for myself, and like I said, I I got a lot of opportunity on on that Sioux team in my final year. And um, the coaching staff w- was great to, to me there. And um, just being able to, yeah, like I said, play like in all situations, power play penalty kill, shut down everything. It was, like I said, just really, really good for my team. And um, achieving those goals were, were definitely a highlight.
0: What was so different about, you know, the Sioux team that, you know, that was your last season in the OHL or, you know, in the team that you played on prior to your last uh, year?
1: Yeah. Um, my third year there, the second last year, that team was really experienced. You know, we had, it was almost like the Erie team where we had all these NHL pits, all these older guys and everything. And then we got to my final year and it was a lot of younger guys, but we still had some really good players. Obviously Morgan Frost, Barrett Hayden, Matt Hollowell, all these NHL guys now. And, um, but I'd say the core of the, or the most of the group was, was the younger guys that year. So, um, I think we did a really good job of bringing our leadership to help these guys out. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a good run that we had and I think we were one of the top teams already of the season, but but uh, yeah, just trying to bring our leadership to that group.
0: How did you find out that you were being named assistant captain of that Sioux team?
1: Yeah, so it was uh, in the locker room actually, I think after a practice and the coach came in and said like, oh yeah, we'll like announce the captains now. Um, we had to like vote for who we wanted as captain and as the assistants, so um, I guess, I, I don't know if, if or they just did it based on who won the votes or if they had a little say in it, I'm sure they had a say in it too and whatnot, but, but, uh, but yeah, I would just like to say another honor to be named an assistant captain for that team and, uh, bring my leadership to that group.
0: As we recap your OHL career here, what is something that stands out for you?
1: Um, I honestly just think probably that OHL championship is, is the biggest one. Obviously, you know, you get five years maximum to play in the OHL and, Um, not a lot of people get the opportunity to, you know, even make it a playoff run, let alone, you know, win the championship. And me fortunate enough being, we made it to like, I made it to like the third round at least every year in the, or second round, I guess, at least every year in the playoffs. So playing that many playoff games and being on so many good teams. And I was very fortunate for that.
0: You then took your hockey career to Brock university. What did you study at Brock?
1: Um, I was just in social sciences to start off and then I switched into sport management just because I didn't have the like, proper credits into it right away, but um, sport management was the one that I wanted to do.
0: And did you enjoy that program there?
1: Yeah, it was good, obviously. I think, I think it's kind of known as like one of the top sport management programs in, in the country. So um, yeah, it was an awesome, awesome time to be in the program. I think a lot of the guys on the team were in it too. So it was, that was nice.
0: Yeah, well, it must have been nice because then you guys get to build that relationship even stronger given that, you know, you're taking the same class.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just kind of trying to study together as well and do all that stuff. So it just kind of helps the team.
0: How did you hear about the university season getting canceled?
1: Um, honestly, I, I can't remember exactly. I think, we, I think I saw it online first, like on Twitter, and then our coach had like a Zoom meeting with us. Uh, like that night or the following night or something to kind of tell us what, what they were hearing and all that. So it was sucked to hear that. That's for sure. But, um, but I guess it, it's for the better of the safety of the players. So.
0: How did you adjust uh, for the different styles of play from, you know, OHL hockey to university hockey?
1: It was a little different in my opinion. The OHL is a lot more skill based. I'd say um, a lot of guys that didn't, you know, take you one-on-one and, all that stuff and then where the OUA was more chip and chase kind of grind style game so it was a little bit different but I think with me being kind of a physical defender I was able to adjust pretty easily and um try, yeah just to just do the OUA style
0: finish your checks every time right
1: <laughs> it's athlete. never never not finish them
0: <laughs> when did the opportunity come for you to play for the Florida Everblades
1: um, yeah, it was, it was honestly like a couple of days before I signed, which was I think middle of March or so. But, um, one of their scouts texted me and called me and was trying kind to of saying like, Hey, like, what's like your plans and sort I of thing? And, um, it happened like really quickly and I was kind of like thinking about it and I got in, got in contact with the head coach and I was telling him like, you know, about my school package and all this stuff. And, uh, and he gave me the weekend to kind of sit on and decide and, after talking over with my family and everything, I was like, yeah, this is like what I want to do. And like, I want to get into pro hockey and, um, you know, starting the coast and try and work my way up uh, as best as I can. And, um, but yeah, when I heard the opportunity to come and play in Florida and looking at the standings and knowing Florida is like one of the best teams in the, in the East Coast league, then it was uh, a no brainer, honestly, at the end of the day. Did you play with fans? Yes, we did. <laughs> the rules are a little, a little different down in Florida with, with COVID and all that. So we did have a, fan. it was limited capacity, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was with fans.
0: Well, at least with it being limited capacity, you know, you could still have that energy that you've had throughout your whole career.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it was nice to, to get that energy back. And like I said, OUA, you know, some teams don't get as many fans as others. So it was a little different going to those ranks of playing in OHL ranks, but, uh, but yeah, it was nice to get that energy back.
0: How did you make sure to stay in shape, you know, just in case if an opportunity like this does arise for you?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was hard to, honestly, it was, uh, I was doing everything I could doing like a bunch of home workouts, but with no gyms being open and um, you know, the rings being closed as well. It was hard to stay. I was basically using like outdoor as like my, my time and all that stuff, trying to just work on drills by myself. And, uh yeah the home workouts were were a huge thing for a couple months there but but uh just yeah like I said I knew I knew the opportunity you know possibly could come up and um because I I honestly went to uh Hartford camp before that so uh, I was able to get a little bit of ice time there and everything so um kind of a in two months there is pretty crazy months but um yeah just, just doing everything I could to stay in shape
0: well, as we wrap up this interview here, do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players?
1: Um, I think honestly, the one of the best things is, you know, always do everything you can to keep working hard. And uh, I know it's kind of cliche, but it really is, you know, the, the mainstream of, of hockey. If you can keep working hard and keep you know persevering yourself and doing, you know, that extra rap or doing that extra, you know, drill and practice, um, it really does go a long way and um, it will really help you. And, Honestly, people like scouts looking at you if if they see, you know, how hard you're working and how you know much you're giving it your all,
0: they'll, they'll notice that. So Well, I'd like to thank again, Jordan Sandbrook, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Jordan. Thank you very much.